welcome to another episode of NGI's Hub and Flow podcast. I'm Letitia Gonzalez, Senior Editor of Markets. Like many of you these days, I'm working from my home office here in Houston, so-called energy capital of the world. This is where I cover the day-to-day gyrations in the natural gas markets. Today, I'm being joined by NGI's Director of Strategy and Research, Patrick Rao, who's in Virginia. Pat assists in developing NGI's content, so he spends a lot of time keeping a pulse on the industry. That said, there's no shortage of news these days. From the oil price war that has unleashed supply and collapsed prices to the COVID-19 pandemic that has slashed demand. With first quarter earnings kicking off in just a few days, we thought it was a good time to kind of dive into what we might expect to hear in these earnings calls. Pat, we've already seen dozens of companies announcing major cuts to spending and activity. What's guidance going to look like this season, or is it really even too early to make that call? Hi, Letty, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think that the main themes of earnings this quarter are really going to be about earnings misses and playing defense. I mean, as uh, you've been writing about, most U.S. plays right now are on economic at current prices for the reasons you mentioned in the introduction. I mean, we're getting a supply shock and a demand shock at the same time. I mean, it's rare enough to get one of those things, but for them both to happen simultaneously, and that may not happen again in our lifetimes. So that's certainly clouding visibility. And as a result, I don't think we're going to hear much in terms of second quarter guidance from companies, you know, except for maybe EMP companies that are more fully hedged or midstream companies that get the majority of the revenue from take or pay contracts. Now, the main thing is really going to be about controlling costs. You know, and uh, that's going to be things like more CapEx reductions, like you mentioned, uh, unfortunately, more headcount reductions. And even things like the cessation of share buybacks and dividend payments. I mean, it's in this environment, cash is king and preserving liquidity is going to be paramount for all companies in the energy supply chain and just wipe things out until a better day. Now, are there any companies in particular that you're going to be paying attention to? Sure. I always like to listen to the first four companies that tend to report. And those are Kinder Morgan, which kicks things off on April the 15th, followed by Schlumberger, Halliburton, and Baker Hughes. Now, among those four companies, you get a pretty good overview of the North American natural gas industry, global oil, North American oil, and global LNG. Now, I'm more of a midstream guy by training, so I always listen to the midstream companies anyway. But I'm going to be particularly listening to midstream companies that have more of a gathering and processing focus. And these are names like Williams, DCP Midstream, Target, and the like. Their customers, of course, are the EMP companies, and the midstream guys have to coordinate with the EMP uh, names to see what their plans are going to be. There is a lead time required to get pipe and facilities in the ground. Now, certainly in the short term, there's not going to be much in terms of guidance. But what are these producing companies telling the midstream names about what their mid and long term plans are? Have there been any changes to those? So I'm certainly interested in comments on that. And finally, I'm definitely going to be listening to the investment-grade Permian-based producers. You know, these are names like ExxonMobil, Chevron, BP, Parsley Energy, and Pioneer Resources. Investment-grade names are more likely to resume drilling when conditions improve because of the strength of the balance sheets. And the Permian Basin is one of the most economic basins in the world. So rig activity there among these companies should be a leading indicator. Now, unfortunately, ExxonMobil just gave us a big clue as to what this sector or this group of companies may do because ExxonMobil reduced their CapEx for 2020. They announced that just the other day. And that's particularly significant because ExxonMobil has been very vocal about 
their plans to spend all throughout the cycle. But even at these current prices, that's presenting issues and pain for a really strong balance sheet company like ExxonMobil. So we'll hear what those we'll see what those other companies have to say. But the early returns seem to be that uh, the Permian is not going to be immune to any uh, capex reductions either. Right, and I think that's something that will surprise a lot of folks. Um, given all the uncertainty, though, do you still see any other specific themes that you expect to emerge over the next couple of weeks? Sure. I mean, debt's going to be heavily on the mind of the investment community. You know, for producers specifically, what are borrowing-based redeterminations going to be? Uh, NGI, we just ran a story that suggests that those could be down as much as 20% from last fall, and that's a significant hit. And then what about companies in terms of debt that's coming due within the next year? How are they able to refinance that if they are at all? And unfortunately, this could all lead to more bankruptcy talk along the lines of what we just saw with Whiting Petroleum last week. Finally, I'm always interested in what the LNG projects are going to be in the United States, the so-called second wave projects. Um, It's uh, my opinion that the uh, U.S. natural gas industry is really going to be driven by uh, demand growth over the next 10 years, and that's going to be led by LNG projects. So what are projects from companies such as Chenier and Sempra and Tellurian in next decade? How are those looking? Now, based on just recent announcements around the globe, there have been a lot of these next wave uh, projects that have been pushed out, the investment decisions pushed out. So we'll likely hear the same in the U.S., but uh, it'll be interesting to see what these particular companies have to say. Exactly. I mean, LNG already makes up a significant portion of U.S. demand, and I know the market has been waiting to hear from this particular sector. So definitely going to be an next, interesting next couple of weeks for sure. Pat, thanks so much for joining me and for sharing your insights. For our listeners, we hope that you found this information helpful as you navigate these certainly unprecedented times. At NGI, we believe that transparent markets empower businesses, communities, and economies. This podcast is a part of those efforts. If you'd like to read more on any of the companies we've discussed today, you can do so by visiting our website, naturalgasintel.com. You can also find a schedule of companies and their first quarter earnings calls on our homepage. On behalf of Pat and myself, we wish you good health and thank you for joining us. Until next time. 